I watched The Fire from 1916, directed by Giovanni Pastroni. Pastroni's groundbreaking epic, Kiberia, has been one of the best films I've watched so far as part of this podcast. So I was really looking forward to seeing another film that he directed. And I had no idea what to expect from this film, because even the title, The Fire, is very vague. A film called The Fire could be about nearly anything. And the original Italian title is a little longer. It's Il Fuoco, which means The Fire. But then in parentheses, they've got La Favilla, La Vampa, La Cenere, which translates basically to the fire, then the spark, the blaze, the ash. And that that's pretty much it. Like when I give you the description of what happens in the movie, that's that's the plot. You, that's, that's all you need to say. There's a spark, a blaze, and an ash. But of course, you need more detail than that. So what it's about is an incendiary relationship between a poet and a painter. So there it is. It could have been about firemen. It could have been about a volcano. It's, it's about a poet and a painter that have a, a blazing romance. And that's why it's such a solid title, because the film depicts the relationship that grows from a spark of mutual interest into this blazing inferno of passion, and ultimately, it ends up in ashen ruins. In other words, the fire is a metaphor, which makes sense for a film that has a poet in it, so it's, it's appropriate. It's, it's a metaphor within a metaphor within... Anyway, I didn't love this film. I didn't hate this film. I think I felt a little let down due to my own expectations. I thought this would be another epic scale action drama along the lines of Kiberia. But that's my own fault for pigeonholing Pastroni as a director who only made epics. And I don't think any director only makes epics. Even D.W. Griffith made some small scale dramas and whatnot in addition to his epic films. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's my fault. I mean, Pastroni can't be expected to deliver uh, Kiberia every time out, so. In that regard, yeah, I was a little disappointed. But I didn't hate the film at all. It was interesting. It's very different than some of the American films made at this time. There's a. It, it reminds me a little bit of the Russian film I watched not too long ago called After Death, where there's... It's not as dreamy as that one. That one has a lot of dream sequences and almost like these afterlife sequences. This one, there's nothing... There's some shots of flame, but there's a, there's a certain pace and a certain way this one is shot that it, it's it's different than what the Americans were doing in a good way. The story is very simple. Like I said, it's this, this torrid love affair, and that's almost it. There's this, I guess the, the main character is the painter, and he's from a fairly humble background, lives at home with his mom, and he heads out one day to this lake to paint the lake, and he sees this woman who turns, she's writing, and he looks, and it's, she's writing poetry. And... They hit it off. It's a little awkward. She's a little flirty, but also a little standoffish. But they definitely hit it off. They see each other again. They start spending some time together. She's wealthy, and she's also married, but she's living a very wild life. And she convinces him to abandon his mother and move into her mansion. Her husband's off somewhere. And they have this really passionate affair, and they're drinking a lot, and there's a lot of fires being lit. And one morning, he wakes up after a bender, and he finds the mansion abandoned. Uh, movers are carrying stuff out. She's moved out of the mansion. So he's inconsolable. He eventually tracks her down to this high society party where he finds her with her husband. And she pretends not to know him. And he basically has a nervous breakdown on the spot. 
and the film ends with him in the loony bin. He's off in a nut house somewhere folding little paper animals. And, doo, 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 doo. and then we see her continuing to enjoy her wealthy lifestyle, uncaring that she's ruined his life. In that regard, it reminds me of another older film, or I mean, these are all old films, but a film that I watched earlier for this podcast, A Fool There Was, the Theta Berra picture. And that's because both The Fire and A Fool There Was deal with the then popular topic of the female vampire, which different than our modern conception of a vampire. Back then, the vampire was a woman who would seduce and then discard men, leaving them broken down shells of who they once were. And I think that would actually be a great double feature. If I ran a movie theater, I would definitely at some point pair a fool there was with the fire. I think that would be a very enjoyable night at the movies. I think of those two films, I enjoyed a fool there was more, primarily because Theda Berra made for a far more intriguing lead than Pina Minichelli. That's the the poet in this one, the vampire, I guess. They don't really spell it out. The the Theda Berra film is it, they call her the vampire. It's about the vampire. There's a poem, I think a Kipling poem about a vampire they keep interspersing. This one is never said outright, but it's the same concept. Um, but Minichelli doesn't have the presence that Barra has. Although she's not lacking. She's she's interesting and she wears a really interesting owl hat that that I don't really look good on her. But overall I think a fool there was is just a bit more my speed. That said, I really did enjoy the fire metaphor and the fire imagery in this film, which made for some clever and, like I mentioned at times, surreal visual effects. This film was more than a little bit tricky to track down. I couldn't find it on any kind of physical media whatsoever. Doesn't seem to be on YouTube. I, f I wanted to watch it because of Pastroni's previous film, so I was trying to track it down. I finally found it online at the Internet Archive, and so I've put a link to that you can watch it there it's public domain and i you know like i said this isn't the best movie but this is worth watching so if you liked i don't know if anybody who listens to this podcast is actually watching these movies i'm not even sure anybody listens to this but if you not only are listening to my podcast but you're also watching along if you enjoyed a fool there was then you may very well enjoy this one so you can watch it at the link below Next, I'm going to watch Sold for Marriage from 1916, directed by Christy Command. 